0: The Varsity is a podcast from 22nd Century Media and sponsored by Gale's Brownies. Decadent desserts great for holiday, corporate, and personal gifts. Gale's Brownies, the best you'll ever taste. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Varsity North Shore Edition. With Mike Wodihue and Nick Frazier, I'm Michael Dwojek as we get you all caught up on everything that's happening here in the North Shore sports scene. Um, We've got a couple sports left here in the winter as uh, the weekends were really nice. Actually, spring kind of seems to be uh, showing its face a little bit earlier than we are usually used to here. Um, Should be snowing now, usually, but hey. Yeah, I think I forgot that's Mike uh, warning people about the winter or something like that. Mm -hmm. But anyways, uh, it's been fun, so it seems like spring, so it's fitting that uh, we'll talk about winter sports here. um, As we uh, head to the final stretch of the winter season, we still have boys' basketball playoffs and hockey playoffs, and that's what we're going to talk about. In the first quarter, we'll recap all our basketball uh, coverage from the past week. In the second quarter, we're going to recap all the boys' and girls' hockey coverage as we enter the semifinals of the state tournament. Um, In the third quarter, we're going to Announce our team 22 all area boys basketball teams. While in the fourth quarter, we will announce our boys uh, coach and player of the year for the sport of basketball. So why don't we get started and uh, start talking about uh, what happened last week in the boys basketball state playoffs? Um, and let's start off with uh, let's start off with Loyola, Mike. Where um, Loyola took care of business, uh, is on a roll now. They have 29. Uh, wins this season which is a program record for the program Um, two relatively easy wins for the Ramblers to start the postseason as uh, they move on to the section after taking down Maine South on Friday night
1: yeah I, I didn't realize this till afterwards but apparently it was the third consecutive year the Ramblers have beaten Maine South in the regional final oh wow so they, they, and then we beat them in
0: football. That's the stat year. that I saw. For those at home, Glenview uh, had third straight uh, consecutive regionals, the fourth straight regional. But because I can't read, I only think Maine South uh, is the one where you win regionals against. So that's where I went. Uh, my bad. Yes. And beat them and knocked them out of the playoffs in football this
1: year. So it's Loyola, Loyola's had Main South's number recently. Wait until baseball season, though. Wow. Oh. We'll we'll see. They'll probably throw Loyola with the western suburbs and Main South with the southern suburbs. So, because um, that's the IHSA for you. But no, it it was was that like a record to throw the IHSA under the bus? <laughs> what is that like under four minutes? <laughs> Not are we even in four minutes? Um, no, but it was it. You were right. That's two. It was two easy wins. First against Elk Grove. And in the regional semi, and then the regional final against Maine South, and they were, it, it wasn't a game where Loyal was really shooting well from the outside either. Because even I, I talked with Matt Enghauser after the game, and he he said I he scored I think it was 17 points, and he goes, mm. but I shot like two and nine from three, but. The difference was he was able to get to the basket. He was able to drive because they gave all they had all these lanes they allowed and but it was the defense that showed up. In the second quarter, the Ramblers had the same amount of steals as the Hawks did baskets, which normally isn't a good thing. So it's a good stat though. It's a good stat though, yes. But six steals and six baskets, like and then uh they held main south to to without any points for about 9 minutes in the third going into the fourth quarter. So, you saw the you saw the offense re, or the defense really step up, do what it do what it normally does. There there were multiple Vaughn Pemberton had two two huge dunks. Jordan Kuzinski had a big dunk like. You saw guys diving for the ball left and right. It was really it's playoff time and they don't want to they don't want to lose. They don't want to go home and it was the what was what was kind of interesting is Coach Livetino said after the game that was their first regional title, on their home court, in since his first year. So in ten years, so and they uh, Ramblers had hosted the region the regional I think it was two other times since then, and had lost had lost prior to but so big big win for them. I mean then you saw. You saw them now having to face Niles North on Tuesday. This is Tuesday afternoon we're recording, so on Tuesday evening they'll play Niles North and then followed by GBS Evanston. But you, it one through four advanced to the sectional, so it should be it should be a pretty good sectional because three of the four games you saw kind of blowouts in a way, like. Uh, with Niles North beat Schomburg by like 12 or 15 or something. And then the Loyola and, as you'll find out right away, GBS, GBS games weren't closed either. So... But it will make for an exciting next couple of games.
0: Before we move on, uh, there's been some drama, not real drama, but uh, Loyola Academy has been closed on Monday and Tuesday because of uh, not a student having the coronavirus, because a student being exposed to someone who has the coronavirus. So uh, school has not been in session on Monday and Tuesday. Um, and... Because of that, no athletic competition can take place for Loyola on the campus or beyond the campus, and no one can meet or anything like that. Though, they are making an exception to the rule with the Ramblers competing on Tuesday um, in the sectional semifinal. Um, I know we were worried about this on Monday, um, but it seems like uh, the school is going to let the Ramblers play, um, which I know might have some Niles North parents concerned, even though there's no cause for concern there's no threat or no like any evidence or anything like that anyone on the Ramblers team has any trace or has been exposed to anyone but um I feel like it's the right call to let these guys play because if no one on the team is exposed no one on no one you know there's no trace or anything like that it'd be a shame for these guys not to play um a game so important like this against Niles North on Tuesday yeah it's and it's true like you
1: mentioned no one no one on the team has. No one in the school has it. It was just. It was just a person who came in contact with another person who had it. So it was like a oh, little trickle down. But uh, what was interesting, I think. I wonder if this had. Uh, this had anything to do with it. The IHSA said that all. Com- all competitions and events will go on, including boys basketball. <clears throat> so I wonder if that. That was the that was the deciding factor if the IHSA said, yeah, fine, we can still do this. It's okay. But you're right. It's, it's just, it's a, if it was a regular season game, I could see maybe postponing it, but you're, you're about to go in, you're into the sectional round of the playoffs already. So, and I think canceling it or postponing it probably would have caused a little, would caused fear or hysteria, whatever you want to call it. And, so this in this case, you're doing you're doing the right thing. I mean, there's no there's no threat to it and there lots of kids play, I guess, maybe is the if if they're able to do it, then they should be able to.
0: Yeah, so Loyola will move on and play Niles North on Tuesday or they played Niles North on Tuesday when you're listening to this. Uh GBS also moved on to the sectional semi or semifinals after taking down uh, Maine, uh, not Maine, yeah, Maine-West. Wow, both of our schools play main teams. Um, beat them 65-49 to 49 pretty easily. Um, took care of business against them. Uh, GBS also took care of business against Conant in their regional semifinal game. So second consecutive win uh, for the Titans. Um, second consecutive regional. But what was interesting about this game is um, this regional final game was a perfect example of how different this year's Titans team is from last year's Titans team where um we talked I talked about this with Dom Marinelli after the game where last year if it was Dom scoring and Will King scoring and if those two didn't score you're not GBS didn't score a lot. And that's the reason why they didn't have as good of a record as they did this year. Whereas as this year's team, when Don Martinelli doesn't score, you have Cooper Nord scoring, you have uh, Danny Pauletto scoring, you have Stevan Boyd scoring, you even have Justin Ljitzky scoring. Um, and that's what happened on Friday where Maine uh, main West was all over Don Martinelli. Sometimes questionable calls were not made against him, but they're definitely physical with him, double and triple teaming him for the most of the first quarter. Um, and because of that, you had other guys step up. You had Cooper Nord making a three pointer, making two free throws, um, and scoring five points as uh, GBS led nine to two. And then once Dom kind of, once GBS figured out how to play Main West's defense, Dom scored. He ended up finishing with twenty one points. Cooper Nord scored, finished with fifteen, if I recall correctly. Um, but that game was a perfect example of how this team is different from last year's team. And it's why this team is probably going to go farther, further into playoffs than uh, maybe last year's team. And I guess we'll see on Tuesday uh, because they're playing the same exact ex- op- opponent as they did last year. Um, but it really shows the credit of how like this year's team, and I know we've been harping on this all year, where this isn't just a Don Marinelli show, where you have other guys stepping in, you have role players who know, where Cooper Nord isn't afraid to shoot a three-pointer from anywhere, where you have Stevon Boyd can drive to the rim, and um, you have all these different guys kind of taking advantage of it. So um, we'll have a rematch against uh, GBS and Evanston third time. Uh, Tiebreaker, both teams split. GBS won the first game pretty handily, and then lost in overtime uh, by one point to Evanston on the road. Uh, to finish off the right uh, the conference season, so uh, Tuesday should be a fun game. And Mike and I will be at both games for Loyola and for GBS. It'll be fun uh, to check out what happens. But um, Evanston, Evanston moving on to play against GBS because they took. Uh care against new Trier on friday night, and um it's kind of what we expected to happen where we warned that g b uh that new Trier would be a feisty team to play, and uh evanston's lucky that they were able to escape with the regional win against new Trier on friday
1: yeah it turned it turned out to be you know Nutria Trier is probably one of the more i don't know dangerous maybe lower seeded teams, and they really it really came out that way. The Trevians led for a good for a good portion of the game, so it wasn't just uh, wasn't just Evanston running away with it. Evanston ended up winning by three points. Uh, Jalen Gibson really uh, cemented the cemented the win with ten seconds left, giving him the three point lead, and then they and the Trevians weren't really able to get off a good look at the basket for to try to tie, but it ended up what was what was not a unsure season at the beginning ended up pretty good they, they finished with 19 wins and i think even coach Fricky talked about if you would have said they were going to end up with 19 wins after losing their entire after losing the entire starting lineup pretty much all the seven eight man rotation they played last year and they would do what they and the trevians would do what they did this year they would have take they would have taken that and i mean they came one game within 20 wins for a season with a entirely new team essentially that and that i think is something they're they're really proud and can really hang their hat on because yeah i mean you don't that's really uncommon to see
0: normally and it speaks a lot to coach freaky and his coaching staff just being able to coach these guys up every single year building a really strong program um no matter what kind of talent they have every single year obviously talented group this year but um able to kind of gel together a uh, 19 win season so congratulations to the trevians there uh nick let's get you on the podcast hey. how's it going buddy hey. Hey, Nick.
2: i'm good how are you guys
0: good how are right. you feeling Feeling great. All right. Well, this past week you had a you had a nice matchup where you had Highland Park and Lake Forest face off in the regional semifinals. Yes. Um, where you had no matter what you had a, you're a winner in that scenario. <laughs> well, no
2: matter what, I was also a loser.
0: That is <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to look at like that, I yeah. Mean. But yeah, what happened in that game in, uh, between Lake Forest and Highland Park?
2: Yeah, we had a really good game there. Lake Forest uh, took a five point lead uh, with about three minutes to play. Then Highland Park scored the final six points to steal a thirty three thirty two win in that regional semifinal game between uh, the eight seed Scouts and the nine seed, nine seed Giants. Uh, pretty pretty great game by both teams. A uh, great defensive effort. The Giants used um, a half court press like, almost zone hybrid defense. It was very hard to explain. It was like 1-2-2, two, two, uh, essentially, but they were pressing up in, up in half court, and they are forcing a lot of Lake Forest turnovers to uh, to stay in the game there. Um, did a great job uh, getting the ball down low to Val Opalchensky, who I believe had 11 points in that game. Uh, Lake Forest freshman uh, Asa Thomas had 11 of his own. Uh, but in the end, uh, the Giants get the win on, I believe, their last shot of the game. Uh... Zach Faganholz, the senior Giants guard, gets doubled, uh, by the scouts He whips it out to the corner to junior Billy Rudman, who drills a wide-open three-pointer to give the Giants a lead that they would not relinqu- relinquish. Uh, and That's a tough word. And <laughs> so the Giants are able to uh, escape with a victory there, uh, defeating the scouts in the postseason for the second year in a row. And then you had Highland Park taking
0: on uh, Stevenson for mm-hmm. a regional championship on Friday. What happened there?
2: Uh, it was a pretty good game. Uh, the Giants uh, stayed tough, uh, and then unfortunately ended up losing 37-31 to the top-seeded Patriots. Uh, Steven Sink went out on an 11-0 run, which, which is, no, see, you would think, no, it's actually bad. It's actually bad when you're Highland Park uh, to, <laughs> to give up an 11-0 run. Uh, and they were down 13-3 after one quarter, but um, the hot shooting of Zach Fagenholds, uh kept the Giants in it. Uh, the Giants had 10 field goals. In the game, eight of them were three-pointers. Wow. And then they, had, they do
0: like to shoot the three. They
2: do. And they had three free throws, which was uh, a result of a player getting fouled on a three-point attempt. So essentially nine, <laughs> if, if you think about That's it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it, 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 I mean, falling down 11 nothing is not great. But uh, after that, they have to kind of chip away at it a bit. They hit a couple threes, and then they go a little cold, and see what some going to pull ahead— Hit a couple threes, get a little closer. Uh, eventually, a and holds three over six foot six RJ Holmes in his outstretched hand. Swished it in the fourth quarter, cut the lead to two with about seven minutes left. And then Stevenson was able to get a couple more buckets, and uh, the Giants' uh, hot shoot unfortunately ran out there. So, ultimately, a pretty good season for Highland Park, winning 19 games. Uh, and that was a pretty entertaining uh, regional over at Stevenson.
0: Yeah, very fun stuff. So, congrats to them. Both teams on a good season on that front. And to finish off, uh, we had the end of uh, one of the better careers on the North Shore sports scene um, for a long time with uh, Glenbrook North ending its season and a loss to Nutria in the regional semifinals, um, marking the end of uh, GBN Boys Basketball head coaches David Weber's 25-year Hall of Fame career. Um, obviously won a state title in 2005 with the Spartans, uh, made a couple trips down to the state uh, finals, um numerous sectional titles, regional titles, conference titles. I mean, GBN basketball ran the CSL North for a solid decade and a half and not two decades. Um so I mean, you can see uh Weber's impact throughout the entire community in Illinois basketball. I mean, um you saw in his last season how many before every single game he was honored at a tournament, honored before a game and um It was funny just talking to him, and he's talking about, like, I didn't realize I made, like, such an imprint on people and such an impact, but um, even talking to uh, Scott Fricky when I was covering the game after the game, I mean, Fricky was like, I mean, you hate to see it ended like this, but, like... Coach Weber is one of the best coaches in the state, and especially in the area. I mean, a lot of these coaches that we've talked to or listened to say they modeled their game after what Weber did, after what he was able – the way he ran his teams and the way he kind of ran his offenses and defenses. I mean, that kind of transformed the way North Shore basketball is being played now. Um so uh obviously congratulations to coach on a great career. Um always great to work with him, always polite and everything like that and um hopefully he enjoys retirement and enjoys uh is able to uh look back and enjoy the great memories he had in a 25 year uh career.
1: 25
0: years. Yeah, imagine that's, that 25 years of excellence just like that. That's a long. That's a good amount of time. <laughs> it's, it's a long quarter long. of your life it's if you live to real. 100. Yeah. So, uh, for all the rest of the sports, for Loyola and GBS and our boys' basketball tournament, make sure you are tuning in for Mike and I for our coverage, Uh, Glenview Lantern Daily and Wilmette Beacon Daily and... Winnetka Curran daily and Glencoe anchor daily for all the latest updates on all the scores. We'll have your coverage on Tuesday night, and uh, if they make it on Friday night as well. Nick, you had who did you have uh, playing in the sectional final? You had Evanston and Loyola, and who won the sectional?
2: Yeah, I like I like Evanston. I've I just I've I've liked them all year. I don't know why, but I'm rolling, rolling with my wild kids. So you know we'll see.
0: Mike, what do you have? I think Miles
2: North. Sorry, sorry, about that. so sorry. Uh, I think Miles so, North might have um, in that Loyola game. They might have the best player in Aqwan Smart, right? The Maryland commit. Probably. Yeah. So that should make it a pretty good game. I wonder how Loyola is going to try and shut him down.
1: The way they've kind of, I think, the way they've kind of done it with all the all the other team stars that uh, that they've played. For you to death. For <laughs> <laughs> you, but they 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 shut in a way they. They limited what Bryce Hopkins could do from Fenwick. They eliminated what uh, all those Evanston guys could do. So they'll they'll. They'll fluster. I think they'll fluster. Niles North. They'll, I think it'll eventually end up being GBS against Loyola. Oh,
0: the matchup we've been asking for uh, all all yeah, year. I I think will the I'm section will be sponsored by two two CM on Friday. Is that was this how we do it? Will I, it even happen? Well, <laughs> yeah, <it's not laughs> we'll, sure. we'll have to ask producer Joe about that. One. <laughs> uh, but no, it,
1: I I think that'll end up being the one versus two seed. Although I could see it being the four versus three. I, yeah, I, I, there are so many different combinations in these four teams because they're. They're all, all four are really, really good. They're, I think, all of them have twenty four plus wins at yep. least now, and uh, it's they're just really four talented teams. I, I haven't seen Niles North, so I don't know, but we know about we know about their star player who's really, really good. So it'll be fun to see him play today. It'll, but. I'm, I'm, I I'm. think we're going to see two really good games
0: tonight. It should be a lot of fun. So make sure you guys are keeping up with us for all the latest contact uh, and info about that. So let's move on over now to the second quarter, which is sponsored by Caldwell Banker Residential Brokerage, the top name for all your North Shore real estate needs. All right, in the second quarter, we are recapping uh, boys and girls hockey um, as we're entering the state semifinal stage now of the state tournament, um, and a lot of good news for our local teams as well, um, we'll have uh, three local teams competing in the state uh, qu- uh, state semi. semifinals here. Um, let's start out with GBS, who won in its semi- quarterfinal game against St. Vider, won 4-0. Uh, the team, two teams played against each other six times this year. GBS lost all six, but they won the most important game of the season, and that's the quarterfinal game. Uh, obviously a really strong performance. You had Nicholas Bodvinik, Andrew, Japsilas, Hunter Neiman, and Daniel McKay all scoring for the Titans as um, GBS just kind of kept control for most of the game and uh, really dominated um Great, uh, goaltending from Jeff Keating as well as he didn't allow a goal and made 25 saves if I recall correctly. So, uh, congratulations to the Titans on making it to the state semifinals and they'll face off against GBN who took down Loyola gold in the quarterfinals with a six 2 win, uh, Big revenge game for GBN after Loyola Gold took them down in the Scholastic P- Hockey League playoffs. Uh, GBN had made plans to uh, be playing Nutria green for the Scholastic Hockey League uh, title, but uh, did not happen. So uh, the Spartans rebounded with a big 6-2 win over the Ramblers to move on to the semifinal, which creates a fun scenario where uh, we'll have for at you. least... Yeah, either GGBS or GBN will be playing for a state title. So uh, 2-2 CM will have at least one guaranteed uh, state title competitor. Um, but, Mike, I'm pretty sure we know who the other competitor will be uh, in Nutria Green. Nutria Green moved on in the semifinal
1: with a 5 nothing win over St. Ignatius, which uh, their, their previous game, Nutria had... Only beaten Deerfield I believe four to two and needed a empty goal at the end to kind of make it four so it from things I saw on social media the the team and or the players and seemed kind of or in the parents seemed kind of like, oh, maybe we shouldn't take everyone so lightly but now there's a big win for big win for the trevians so we'll see them against Barrington I believe in the state semifinals and Hopefully it'll end up being a two-two cm
0: state finals. Where yeah, we see. will also be sponsoring that. The Blackhawks sure. can take the sponsorship honestly if they want sure. to. Yeah, it's, they, it's all- I feel like they can handle it. Yeah, and
1: but it'll it'll be fun to see a doubleheader this weekend on Sunday, right? Yep. And so we'll we'll be there for we'll be there for both of those. So we'll have coverage on those. But it'll I think it'll be an exciting exciting day of hockey.
0: Um, we also have um, a. Uh, we'll also talk about Nutria Girls, who also took care of business, business, making it to the semifinals after beating Glenbrook uh, in uh, their quarterfinal match. Yeah, that that was really that that was
1: a nine nothing win. So it's just, I think. From what we kind of read in the story, Glenbrook seems to still kind of be in a rebuilding mode where New Trier just I think something something really clicked now going into the playoffs because they'd had an up and down second half of the season kind of. And but now just that clicking. I mean nine nothing in your first playoff game, that's mm-hmm. that's big for them. And now it one step away from making it back to the United Center. So hopefully we'll end up seeing that
0: where they might end up facing another
1: 2-2-CM team.
0: It's true. Loyola Academy uh, took down Lake Forest and their battle. Lake Forest being a t- co-op team between uh, Lake Forest, Highland Park, Stevenson. What else? Is that all the teams? <sighs> there are uh, a lot of teams. Uh, De-
2: Deerfield, Woodlands. Uh, there's another one. I don't know it. I'm sorry. A
0: lot of teams. Libertyville. Libertyville. There oh, you go. So he got it. What do they call Libertyville?
2: What? What do they call Libertyville? Yeah, I
0: thought you had like a nickname for them. Oh, I that's don't. Mundelein. And you call Mundelein Mundy? <laughs> yeah,
2: come on, man. Not every town needs a nickname.
0: Weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike. But uh, Loyola took care of business at Lake Forest and uh, is moving on to its semifinals. Yeah. This so this
1: stat we all was just really jaw dropping to the three of us when we read the story on Monday. Loyola apparently put seventy seven shots on goal and scored. They scored five times which means that Sarah Matthews the Lake Forest goalie made 72 saves that's ridiculous that's mm. more than any nhl goalie has ever made yeah we
2: looked we checked that we checked yes. that
1: and to i mean just to the girl the girls high girls high school hockey games are shorter than the boys and i think they're 13 13 minute periods I think so yeah so yeah. in Technically, 39, what, 39 minutes, you put on 77, you, the, the, damn, that's a lot don't swear. Sorry. Bro, darn. Don't start
2: over.
0: <laughs> that's, that's a 77 shots on goal. That's a lot. That's yes. so impressive. Yeah. She should have been the star of the game even if uh, Lake Forest lost. I mean, that's just so impressive. Yeah,
2: Highland Park High School sophomore, uh, I think, also plays uh, softball too with a shortstop. Definitely a great uh, athlete, and uh, she definitely proved it on Sunday despite the loss. Yeah. So.
0: So that uh, the girls will, keep, will play uh, next Thursday, so we'll have coverage uh, moving on there. Um, but make sure, you, like Mike mentioned, check in for our coverage of the semifinals for boys, as we'll have you covered this weekend. We're going to move on over now to the third quarter, which is sponsored by New Balance North Shore. Get your better-fitting athletic shoes and gears at New Balance North Shore. Just go to Port Clinton Square in Highland Park to get all your kicks. All right. Kicks. Do the kids not say that anymore?
2: I don't know if they do, honestly. What do
0: the kids call shoes now? Lids?
2: <laughs> no, no way. Wait, then, lids is hats. Never yeah, mind. lids are ha- hats. Oh my gosh, George. Let's, let's move on. You you're just you're the
0: kid, so you tell I'm yeah, the kid. Us. I'm that's 24. You're pretty young. Look at you. That's not...
2: No, that's You have not, your whole world kid. ahead of you. <laughs> Stop. I don't know, man. I don't know if that's the case. With coronavirus... All right. Ooh, we're no. not trying to
0: spread. This is where we don't talk about it. This is like where we distract I'm sorry. people from it. Well we
2: definitely had to me- we mentioned it. We did. So, yeah. All
0: okay. right. Well, anyways, in the third quarter we're gonna it talk name all <laughs> area teams uh for boys basketball. Uh thanks to uh area coaches and the eyes of uh two two CM staff. Uh the best players were selected from seven high schools, Glenbrook North, Glenbrook South, Highland Park, Lake Forest, Lake Forest Academy, Loyal Academy, and New Trier. We went with a two-three Four, no, we went with the three-two format this year: three guards, two forwards. And why don't we get things started with our first team, first guard, which is Nutrier senior John Carragher.
1: Uh John Carriger averaged 16 points per game, five rebounds per game, two assists, and this was in his first year starting. Shot over, or in his first year starting, shot over 56% from the field and earned CSL All-Conference honors. Our second guard is Matt Enghauser from Loyola, who averaged twelve point two points per game, three rebounds, and three assists per game. He was he was a Ramblers backcourt leading scorer, was also named to the Chicago Catholic League Golf Conference second team, and it was a good breakout year for Matt.
0: Yeah. Our last member, our last guard of our first team is GBS sophomore Cooper Nord. Uh, kind of burst out into the scene this year with 11.2 points per game, 2.5 rebounds per game, 1.8 assists per game. Uh, the sophomore made huge strides for the Titans this season, making the all-CSL team and helping uh, GBS win a share of the conference title. Our first forward on our first team, our boys basketball team, is none other than GBS senior Don Martinelli. Uh, these are his averages, 26.3 points per game, 5.7 rebounds per game, 2.1 assists per game. The dominant big man scored 814 regular season points this season on an efficient 55.5 field goal percentage this year. To go along with his CSL All-Conference honors. Our second
1: forward is Benek Krasinski, a Loyola senior, who averaged 13.1 points per game, 5.3 rebounds per game, and 2 blocks per game per game. The Siena College commit earned his second straight All-CCL honor and led Loyola to a conference title and the top seed in the sectional.
0: All right, folks, there you have it. That is our first team ARIA boys basketball team. Uh, our guards were New Trier senior John Carriger, Loyola Academy senior Mac Enghauser, and GBS sophomore Cooper Noward. Our forwards were GBS senior Don Marinelli and Loyola Academy senior Ben Kwiecinski. Fich- our second team guards are led off by Loyola Academy senior Will Pujols. Will averaged eleven point one points per game. Also
1: shot forty three percent from the three point line and earned all CCL honorable mention honors.
0: Our second guard on the all area second team is a Lake Forest freshman, Nick.
2: Yes, that would be Asa Thomas. Uh, averaged twelve points a game, uh, four point nine boards per game, one point two assists per game. Uh, the six foot four freshman. Uh, Became one of the scouts' top scoring options in kind of a breakout season, hitting 36% of his two-point shots, and receiving all North Suburban Conference Honorable Mention
0: honors. And our last guard on our second team is GBN senior Ben Foster. He averaged 12.7 points per game, 3.4 rebounds per game, led the Spartans in scoring in his final season, earning all CSL honors.
1: Our first forward is Jordan Krasinski, a Loyola senior, also Bennett's twin, Bennett's twin brother, Thank who you. he averaged ten points per game, seven rebounds per game, four and a half assists per game, and two two point three steals. He did it all for the Ramblers, earned all CCL third team honors, and will play at Drake University next year.
2: Our second forward for the second team is Lake Forest Academy senior Jalen Jennings, averaged fourteen. 14- 0.2 points per game, 5.8 rebounds per game, and 1.5 blocks per game. Uh, he was the LeCaxe's leading scorer, often relying on his superb athleticism and length to get to the paint and uh, throw down some dunks. All right, there you
0: go, folks. That is our second team, Aria boys basketball team. Our guards were Loyola Academy senior Will Pujols, Lake Forest freshman Asa Thomas, GBN senior Ben Foster, and our forwards were Jordan Kraczynski, Loyola Academy senior, and Lake Forest Academy senior Jalen Jennings. For honorable mentions, we also have uh, Justin lachinski a GBS senior, uh, Steban Boyd, a GBS senior, Danny Pauletto, a GBS senior, Nate Flesher, at Highland Park junior, Zach Fagenholtz, a Highland Park senior, Val at a Highland Park senior, Billy Rudman, a Highland Park junior, Uh, Jack Malloy, a Lake Forest senior, Cade Cade Nowick, Nowick, a Lake Forest sophomore, Andy Brown, a Lake Forest senior, Shaden Simpson, a Lake Forest academy sophomore, Billy Palmer, a Loyola academy senior, Uh, Will Ryan, a Nutrier senior, and Emmett Burnside, a Nutrier senior. So congratulations to all our All Area Boys basketball team members. Um... Obviously, a lot of talent this year with all the good uh, basketball we've seen this year and uh, a lot of teams uh, that uh, kind of had historic years. So congratulations to all the players on being recognized and for their great work this year. All right. In the fourth quarter, we are going to move on over, which is spons- sponsored by the Beacon Plus program. Get breaking news and top stories sent directly to you with Beacon Plus. Just go to com slash plus. All right. In the fourth quarter, we are announcing our Boys Basketball Coach and Player of the Year. Um, why don't we start with our Coach of the Year? Uh, this was a tough battle considering we have two programs, half-historic seasons. Um, but, Mike, why don't you announce who we decided to go with for our uh, Boys Basketball Coach of the Year? Our Boys Basketball
1: Coach of the Year is Loyola Academy's Tom Livatino. Uh Coach Libatino was in his eleventh year with the Ramblers. He was also he also was an assistant at one point with the Ramblers before moving on to Lincoln Park High School in the city. Fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah. Did not know that? Yeah. And so came back to came back to Loyola's, had extreme an extreme amount of success. They won four straight regionals like we had mentioned. This was the first uh the first cat outright Catholic League title for the Ramblers since twenty thirteen. The last the last time they had tied for it in twenty fourteen. So and the but the way the the way the Ramblers have done it is just by building a program and building a foundation, kind of just building a culture. and different so all these guys they get all these guys to buy into the you know, we do this for the team, we do it for like a brotherhood, we do it for we're all friends. We're all do this together. It's not, oh, I'm going to go score 25 points a game and we're going to score 80 points a game, uh, high-flying dunks, stuff like that. These guys these guys buy into the, hey, let's play hard-nosed defense. Hey, let's, let's pass the ball around so we get a better shot instead of a good shot. Let's do what we can to slow the other guys, slow the other teams down. So it. And that's all – that all comes down to the coaches, coaching staff laying that foundation, and then getting these guys to build in. But it also relies. It also relies on the players wanting to do it too. And if you talk to any of the any of the players on the team, they they call all these guys their brothers, their favorite. But a lot of them will say that these are my best friends, the guys that I'll do anything for. And they all just they love the coaching staff and everything that they kind of that they bring to them. It's what it's a reason why they have so much success. They're all they're all for one, and it's kind of like it fits the
0: fits the oil motto: men and women for others. Really, where they're doing everything for each other. Very cool. And obviously Coach Levitino able to build a very successful program there. And uh, for this to be a historic year with 29 wins for the Ramblers, uh, obviously a very worthy honor. We're going to move on over now and announce our boys basketball player of the year. Um, And if you've paid attention at all to high school basketball at all in this area this year, the winner of this year's honor shouldn't be a surprise. It is GBS senior Don Martinelli, um, a repeat winner who won last year. Um as well. So both our boys and girls basketball players of the year are actually repeat winners this year, um, which tells you a lot about uh how good um they have been the past two years. Um I mean with Don Marinelli, I mean he when I talked to him for this feature, he talked about how um he wanted to change GBS basketball. He remembered how his older brother played for the team, uh they would lose close games and the atmosphere just wasn't there, like they would lose close games and uh it would hurt his brother and just how much effort they would put in and they couldn't get over that hump and um when Dom came in as a freshman, he wanted to see that program change and um it worked out really well that Phil Ralston also came his sophomore year, and you had this really successful coach at Geneva come here now and bring that different style over to g b s and Pairing, I mean, for GBS Boys Basketball, I don't think you could have asked for more. Having such a great coach and having such a great player come together at the same time uh, really changed the program for GBS Boys Basketball, where um, they hadn't won a regional championship in so long, and uh, this year they have won a record amount of wins. Um, So it's really impressive to just watch how Dom uh, leads on and off the court, I mean, he scored over two thousand points he's the all- time leader in scoring for gBS boys basketball history um but he's a constant leader on and off the court I mean he's practicing constantly off he's trying to improve he's leading teams his team when he's not playing when he's on the bench before a game after a game he's uh, he's just a, he seems like a constant pro um and has what a lot of kids maybe sometimes don't have and he has that hardworking mentality where um he knew. That teams were going to watch his junior film. So he watched his own junior film and tried to figure out what they were going to figure out about him and how he could change his own game so the teams couldn't adapt really quickly. And obviously that worked this year where um, he's close to scoring another 1,000 points this season, including the playoffs. And he was close last year to scoring 1,000 points, including the playoffs. So um, Don Martinelli is probably arguably the best GBS Boys basketball player of all time. Um, and. It really shouldn't come as a surprise. And uh, I'm I'm sure he talked about how he wanted to leave an impact on the program when he left. I mean, I think we can all agree that he's left his impact on the program um, and really left the program in a better shape uh, than he found it when he came over. And he was talking about how cool it'll be because his brother Nick uh, plays on the team. Now he's a sophomore. And uh, how cool it'll be to uh, have his brother play in such a fun program now, uh, something that his other brother didn't get a chance to do. So congratulations to both coach Tom Livettino and GBS's Don Marinelli for winning our coach and player of the year. Um, and that pretty much puts a bow on most of our winter coverage. We'll still have boys basketball and uh, boys and girls hockey coverage for you as we uh knows maybe this could be the last week of that coverage but make sure you're keeping up with our websites uh for the latest coverage on everything that is happening with those teams and as uh we look forward we uh are going to start the spring season as we cover the 20 different sports of the spring season nick you seem really jazzed up for the spring this year
2: i am i'm extremely stoked to uh to get outside and cover some games love working outside when i can got a lot of good uh Good teams all over the North Shore getting ready this year, so it should be a lot of fun.
0: Should be a lot of fun, and we'll have you covered all the way. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search The Varsity North Shore, and we'll be there. We'll give you a nice little review as well. Uh, make sure you check us out on any of our North Shore home pages, and we're on Facebook at The Varsity Podcast. So for Mike, Nick, and I, thanks so much for joining us this week, and we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to The Varsity Podcast, a product of 22nd Century Media, publisher of 15 community newspapers and websites in Illinois, seven on the North Shore. The Varsity is sponsored by Gail's Brownies, Chicagoli Magazine, Ravinia Festival, and New Balance North Shore. Check out The Varsity every Thursday on SoundCloud or go to iTunes to subscribe and put in a review.